When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. On his foreign policy, I haven't developed it yet. I'm focused on protecting America first with our great military. Let's focus on ourselves first. This, which... this is ridiculous. I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm all for, like, believing in yourself. And, like, I could become president if I want. If you're running for president, like, you have to have policy in place. Like, I'm, it's that's just the way it is. Yeah, because, I mean, he would be taking over january of 2021 right and it's just like okay no no policy whatsoever i do agree with the notion that like there's a lot to focus on within the country and we should be looking at as kanye had pointed out like prison reform healthcare reform like education reform like we have so many stagnant sectors of our country that really need like new perspectives injections of cash like the military budget probably should be like lessened by a billion dollars that could be given to other things like is it like 72 trillion dollars or something goes to the military like wild but uh at the same time just like completely lacking any foreign policy is yeah not inspiring nope and then, like, are we really, do we really need to protect against anything? Like, I don't think Canada's invading. I don't think Mexico's <laughs> invading. I think we're pretty set. <laughs> um, on abortion, I am pro-life because I am following the word of the Bible. Which, one of those things, like, is he pro-life and that's just his stance, but he respects the rights of other people, so is it going to change anything or is he pro-life and one of his major policies like with trump would be to repeal roe versus wade well the foundation of everything is steeped in religion so i would assume it's policy yeah right have to kind of go that route um i'm being a political novice i have to say with all humility that as a man which maybe we're skipping over that too quickly because we're men but like I would have major issues with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the definitely all aboard like the right to choose, and right. I think it's fine if like religious wise you're not about that. You don't want to do it for you and your family, but at the same time, I think the same way that you want your religious views to be respected, you need to respect the rights that other people have in that regard. Yeah, completely agree. 
Uh, I'm being a political novice. I have to say with all humility that as a man, I don't have all the pieces in the puzzle. As I speak to you for what a political campaign, a political walk, as I told you, because I'm not running, I'm walking. I'm not running. We the people are walking. We're not running anymore. We're not running. We're not excited. We are energized. Someone can say, hey, I got a brand new car for you. It's across the street. And you get so excited, you run across the street and get hit by a car trying to run <laughs> to your new car. I don't remember this quote. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they control the black community, through emotions. They get us excited. We're so excited. But then for 400 years, the change doesn't truly happen. Which 400 years coming up again, this is just another way of saying, like, there's been some form of slavery for 400 years. Mm-hmm. That's uh, an interesting quote. I'd have to think about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I do I do really like things of like him admitting that he doesn't have all the pieces in the puzzle and like having that humility. And that's something that he was saying in 2018 as he started talking more and more about politics. I think like TMZ stopped him outside of like a Cadoba, like some restaurant in Los Angeles. And he was just saying like, I don't have all the pieces, but I'm learning. Every time I say something, you can see that I'm coming back with better responses, like more context. Each time I speak up, like I'm hearing from other people and I'm learning and I'll get there. So I like that he still has this sense of like, yeah, I'm figuring things out and I'll continue to figure things out by walking, not running. Like the car metaphor is very nice and... I do think, as he pointed out in New Slaves and all throughout Yeezus, that and all falls down, not just the black community, but really people in general through consumerism are being controlled by getting us excited about things uh, and these minor things we can own instead of the major yeah. things we can own. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. He's been talking about that his whole career, and it's really evolved, too. Again, this is a moment I'm thinking of his art. Um, but that's the moment you've always been able to like concretely connect the artist with like the message that we see in his songs. And like, that's just been a concept for him. Um, I mean, if Kanye did become president, I I have to admit to you world and Kanye fan community, I won't be voting for him, but if he does become president, uh, I would be interested to see how he'd actually handle this. Cause I feel like it could be good. Yeah. I think there's, oh, We'll get to that. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, On the need for racial healing after George Floyd. Uh, Well, God has already started the healing. This conversation alone is healing and revealing. We all need to start praying and kneeling. So he started to get into a bit of a rap. Another bar after that, but when a rhyme comes together, I'm going to complete it. (laughs) Not inside the lines created by organizations that we know as our reality. Uh, So we all need to start praying and kneeling, not inside the lines created by organizations that we all that we know as our reality. The schools, the infrastructure was made for us to not truly be all we can be, but to be just good enough to work for the corporations that design the school systems. We're tearing that up. What we'll do is we're not going to tear up the Constitution. What we'll do is amend. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I guess that seems that seems kind of vague to me. Like I, I feel like I know what he's saying, but I don't know what he. I don't know specifically what he's saying. Yeah, they. Uh, it seems like he's saying that he wants education reform, right? 
but that will just amend the constitution to work on like racial aspects rather than tearing up the constitution altogether. Huh. Hmm. All right. Well, Con, if you again, if you want to come on the show and, and elaborate on this a bit, we'll have you. Yeah. Yeah. And real quick aside, uh, Dr. Awesome Gamer just tweeted at us an article from Hollywood Life that's Michelle Tidball, Five Things to Know About Kanye West's Running Mates. Mm. So she's a preacher and biblical life coach. Uh, she's 57 and runs the website Yurash, which is a Hebrew word meaning to seize or to inherit. She offers biblical life coaching for $65 per 50-minute sessions. Maybe we could hire her and be like, <laughs> can you life coach us to doing an interview with Kanye West? That'd be fantastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, she lives in the same town where Kanye owns his 4,000-acre ranch. It's unclear how they know each other, but it's possible that their neighbors, Michelle, is based in Cody. Um, she said in the past that she doesn't watch the news. Michelle also hosts teleconferences as part of her services as a preacher. She admitted during a recent session, according to Forbes, that she never watches the news. There's a good chance she doesn't even know yet she's running for vice president. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she studied mental health and criminal justice in college. I have various degrees in mental health and criminal justice, she writes in her bio. I worked as a mental health therapist for 10 years and then shifted into life coaching. This seemed a good transition, helping people get unstuck in their lives using bi biblical principles and wisdoms, which you can see why she and Kanye would connect. Mm -hmm. And then she runs the nonprofit Abundant Ministries. Uh, it's a Bible study program. She also previously served as executive director of the Bright Futures Mentoring Program. I've been involved in almost all aspects of ministry, including speaking, pastoring, prayer, teaching, and the most time spent in bringing deliverance to those who are in bondage. My heart has always been to walk in maturity and to bring others into maturity to be about his business and see the completion of things he mandated before the foundations of the world. And that's the article. Okay, I guess you could see why Kanye would pick her. Yeah, she's definitely uh, in the pocket of what he is currently looking to do. Hmm. And um, God forbid Kanye actually wins. Like, at least we finally get a woman vice president <laughs> who isn't named Sarah Palin. Oh, man. Could you imagine last week saying the phrase, God forbid Kanye actually wins? <laughs> like, it went from something that, like, I was curious about and like yeah. interested in to something where i'm just like hmm, no yeah i mean every time i've thought about it too like i thought like well it can't happen actually and then i'm like well trump won <laughs> i still remember that day yeah it was like two o'clock in the afternoon where i was looking at results and was just like wait is this is happening um on black history month Oh, one other thing, Black History Month. <laughs> uh, that's what he said. Oh, one other thing, Black History Month. That is torture porn, because when that comes up, what we do is we see. And by the way, if I get that vibe, that's the process. And we're going to a beautiful, uplifting, fun, creative process as people. As, wow, the Forbes website Typical, is... oh, I was going to say, like, the quote is a typical Kanye quote. It's kind of hard to follow. And the site just reloaded on me. Yeah, that can happen to Forbes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Uplifting fun creative process as a people, as America, collectively, and show the world how great we are. So here we go. Black History Month. Every year, they got to remind us about the fact that we couldn't vote. They meaning white supremacy construct. 
And I said that with the CT at the end. I knew what was I was talking about. Our minds are so much more infinite than what's coming across TikTok or Instagram, what's trying to influence our children and the next generation of who we are. I guess mixed in there is an interesting idea that again, I would love for a black person to respond to. Like, like I feel like that's the kind of quote that like somebody could actually dig into and get him to like more eloquently get across his point. Um, and it's, and honestly, it's a weird area that I don't even know if I want to comment. <laughs> that's a strange quote. I mean, I, I feel like I get where he's coming from in the fact that like I remember seeing in the film industry so like a lot of black voices saying why do we always have to make slave movies or Uh segregation or civil rights movies right like why can't we just have like modern black family romantic comedy like why can't (laughs) we have just like nice like black coming of age story what about like black people in sci-fi in the future like why does everything have to look back on a tortured past rather than looking at the empowered present or beauty of the present or even like empowered future right and i feel like that's a similar complaint here like black history month tends to look so much and focus so much on the negative aspects of the past that in a lot of ways it shackles uh, discussion of the present and the future and the power that's in the present and the power that's in the future and why not focus on those positive things rather than focusing only on the negative history yeah that's yeah that's all really interesting yeah um, again I, I would love it to be said better <laughs> and to have more context for it but you know that's what we have yep uh, on having COVID-19, chills, shaking in the bed, taking hot showers, looking at videos telling me what I'm supposed to do to get over it. I remember someone had told me Drake had the coronavirus, and my response was, Drake can't be sicker than me. Laughs. That's a good one. Yeah, that's like a classic Kanye line. <laughs> and you know it's like, it, it, it's kind of one of those dad jokes where like you could tell he's told this joke before. And is then laughing at his own joke, like classic dad behavior. Yeah. Like he's not sicker than me. Right. Right. <laughs> no, but I mean, it is not to read like too much into something that's like just fun, but you think back to the Charlemagne, the God interview and Kanye talked about like jealousy that he had towards Drake. And then everything that emerged in the aftermath of that regarding like the conflict between Drake and Kanye and Pusha T and uh, all these things it, to see Kanye, like have e- even a joke comparison to Drake just kind of, I don't know, is kind of uh, part of that. I feel like <laughs> it's just an interesting tidbit. Yeah. <clears throat> On running in 2020, God just gave me the clarity and said, it's time. You know, I was out there, ended up in the hospital. People were calling me crazy. I'm not crazy. Between all of the influences and the positions that we can be put in as musicians, you go on tour, you put out all these albums, and you look up and you don't have any money in your account. It can drive you crazy. Through all of that, I was looking crazy because it wasn't the time. 
now it's the time and we're not going crazy we're going yeezy it's a whole nother level now n-o-t-h-a <laughs> i can only assume that a freestyle rap broke out at this point yeah right <laughs> i think forbes published two like three freestyle raps that kanye did yeah i was listening to them and uh one of them was actually like pretty good like you could tell he was like thinking of a word to rhyme with and was like going slow and then he like launched into this like rapid freestyle it was pretty dope that's awesome okay i'll have to catch those i haven't listened to them yet huh. um hmm. but this is this is interesting too because i feel like kanye's gone back and forth about what happened in 2016 there have been times where he embraced that he had uh, an episode and mm-hmm. needed treatments and there are times where he has rejected that and gone back to either it was sleep deprivation or it was just the tour and the pressures of the time um it just kind of that back and forth on what his mental state is or how he categorizes uh what he's been dealing with yeah and we've actually taken a, a 24-hour break between recordings here and there's been like news and rumors well i guess if you want to call them news from tmz news but uh rumors that kanye is currently suffering a manic episode and that and these are like sources from like the family you know the kardashians and that uh, this is similar to what kanye was doing in 2018 and uh that's i don't know it's it's really interesting like what kanye's talking about here because like there's a weird balance that happens between like actually talking about mental health and what happens to a person who experiences bipolar disorder and is going through an episode like this and like whether or not like that classifies them as crazy, whether or not like Connie's just spewing nonsense because he's having an episode or that he's just a little more vocal than he usually would be or, and just kind of spitting out thoughts at a more rapid rate. Like it's this weird balance that happens. And like, this is again, another moment where you kind of realize that, you know, media and the public in general, doesn't really take mental health as seriously as it should. Yeah. I mean, I think it shows kind of the, the curse of honesty as well, because the moment that somebody comes clean, like we are excited when people speak out about their mental health and have like honest talks about mental health, right? Like, Oh, how refreshing that they admit to depression, how refreshing that they admit that they have bipolar disorder. This is empowering for others. Uh, Kevin Love in the NBA, like Kanye with his bipolar disorder. I'm sure there's other examples of it that I'm just not thinking of at the moment. But then whenever something happens with those people, uh, good or bad, I think people can bring it back to the mental illness or the depression and just point to that and either, I guess, accuse them of only that, which dismisses everything that they say. Um, and not take them seriously with what's going on, which can be double-edged, right? Because Mm -hmm. in some situations, it's like, okay, it really was a scenario that wasn't them. It was an episode. But in other situations, it's just them, and people dismiss it outright just because there is a diagnosis. It's like once you've been deemed crazy, even if you say you're okay, no matter what you say, they'll still call you crazy. Like, oh, that's what a crazy person would say. And you're just left going, what can I do? This is a situation where Kanye could believe everything that he said in that interview. And people will just dismiss it 
outright because he admitted to having bipolar disorder or they might forgive everything just because of the bipolar disorder it really puts it into a strange place that like most people don't know how to talk through look at um yeah grapple with i mean yeah and that includes you and i and i think that's the importance of just like of listening and having context for everything and being empathetic because connie could say something in this interview that you vehemently don't agree with and you could see the language he's using and like form an idea of like who kanye is but we have to remember like what he's going through and what he's struggling with mentally and that if you actually had a conversation with kanye who has historically been very open to conversations and changing his mind and gaining new information uh, there'd be more nuance to it so you know an interview like this where we're just getting little snippets of what he's talking about and i assume there isn't a ton of pushback going on like this is just connie's platform so randall's asking him questions and he's answering it's uh you know this is just what you're getting yeah right and i think i would think about this back to the tmz because that was one where i want to say we famously but i don't know how famously it is but <laughs> it's pretty famous relative well, his but our response to it but like relatively famously we've been on the bandwagon of everything that kanye said at tmz how he said it was due to the manic episode he was going through and when you look at the intents behind what he was trying to say with 400 years uh when you hear about slavery for 400 years sounds like a choice with that versus how people took it and him trying to talk about mental health and like present day modern slavery and mental enslavement those things you can kind of separate the manic episode from his views especially because we have historical context from all falls down new slaves and saint pablo that kind of help us uh parse out what he was trying to say but in a situation like this as you're pointing out with language going on there's some things that uh, with his stance on abortion or vaccines i don't know if the the manic episode changes how he feels about abortion or vaccines right um and that's a situation where I think you can just kind of take him more that this is how he believes and what he believes mm-hmm. and not look at the language so much as we did in the previous like TMZ period. Um, yeah. Hmm. I guess the but, only other major difference here, though, is that, again, we're talking policy. So whether or not we can sit down with Kanye and get past, you know, like um him being ramped up like this like at the end of the day he believes that and you gotta assume that he's going to try to institute some sort of christian policy for the entire country yeah which uh politically would not be something that i could support um (laughs) but we'll see um another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I guess it is interesting that he just 
has this back and forth perspective on his own mental health and the labeling of what he deals with and uh, the state that he's in at the time. Yeah. So on Joe Biden is the next section. A lot of times, just like political parties, they feel all blacks have to be Democrats. This man, Joe Biden, said, if you don't vote for me, then you are not black. Well, act like you didn't. Well, act like we didn't hear that. We act like we didn't hear that man say that. That man said that. It's a wrap. We're going to walk all the people. Jay-Z said it best. For the other candidates, I just gracefully suggest y'all bow out. Trump and Biden gracefully <laughs> bow out. It's God's country. We're doing everything in service to God, but no, nobody but God no more. I'm in service of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I put everything I get on the line to serve God. Hmm truly embodying on god the psalm yeah right <laughs> and that's something where like i can respect that stance personally and just like how he's living his life but again when it comes to politics yeah. like that's just something like a place i can't agree with or a policy platform i can't get behind um, yeah strange yeah it's uh but that also it's the first time that he's used god's country in the like, context of something not just mm -hmm. albums coming out god's country like we're hearing what that phrase means to him and saying like this is god's country and like trump and biden you need to bow out like everything needs to be in service to god right <laughs> yeah it's 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 kind of that weird language again of like if he won the presidency, it would be because of God. It would be because God appointed him. Like, the, like I'm the only one that can really return us to God's country, which, again, like you said, I know what he's saying, but it's kind of problematic. Yeah. 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 More than kind of pretty problematic. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, personally, <laughs> fine. Okay. But, like, policy-driven, like, I just believe too much in separation of church and state to get behind that <laughs> mm -hmm. um on developing policies yeah uh i know it's not here but it's coming up uh i don't know if i would use the word policy for the way i would approach things which is a very kanye <laughs> yes, way of approaching is. things i don't have a policy when i i don't have a policy when i went to nike and designed yeezy and went to louis and designed a louis vuitton at the same time it wasn't a policy. It was a design. We need to innovate the design to be able to free the mind at this time. Going on one of those bars or freestyles. Yeah. It's one of those moments where like part of me is like kind of fuck. Yeah. Like I like the language. I like the idea. I like the, the mindset, the approach, but then like reality sets in and you realize like what politicians do and what policy is and how Kanye actually will whether he wants to call it policy or not, like he's going to be doing things that affect the nation. So like, I guess call it whatever word you want. You're still going to like, you're the most important person in the world when you become president. And you just have to acknowledge that like you are designing policy for people. Yeah. I think it comes back to just Kanye's view on labels and like the power of words. We sure. saw him in 2018 with the dictionary going through and labeling words I think it was orange if it was positive, yellow if it was negative, and he was kind of eliminating certain words he found to be too negative. 
and finding words that he thought were more positive to use. And I can imagine, I think the same way that he's doing with like, don't label me a Democrat, don't force this label upon me. It's something similar, even in this smaller instance of what policy means to him versus what design means to him. And policy is a word that doesn't inspire him as much as design. And when he thinks Mm -hmm. about designing for America, that's much more interesting and exciting and in the vein of what he does rather than just thinking about it as policy for America, which I'm actually thinking is kind of a cool aspect because Kanye's confidence and his ability to jump into various industries and just hit the ground running has always been something I've admired a lot. And I think that's something people struggle with they get into a new position they get some responsibility that's maybe outside of what they've known and there's a lot of pressure that they feel that might cripple performance and i wonder how much of that is because they start trying to operate under the labels that are unfamiliar to them or vocabulary that's unfamiliar to them so they start thinking about things like i need to think about policy now rather than taking those things and putting them under the vocabulary that's already empowering and familiar to them. I'm not thinking about policy. I'm thinking about design. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, um, and I like that. Like, I think that's a really good approach. I think my reaction, my negative reaction to it was more that like, well, the things you'll be designing are things I don't agree with. So like really more what I'm reacting to is again, just like, Kanye's actual policy even if he doesn't want to call it that but I love the approach yeah yeah very much right (laughs) and that's one of the things that gets complicated talking about this stuff I even had a a Twitter conversation with someone where I retweeted something Charlemagne the God had talked about with the media and talking about Kanye's run for presidency and their talk about his mental health and I was thinking about it from the perspective of just how the media has treated Kanye in general Mm -hmm. and commenting on that and how they kind of exploit Kanye use Kanye and this guy that has written for Barstool Sports he responded saying like well I don't think it's exploit he called and did an interview with Forbes and now the media is covering it like what's wrong with that and it's like there's nothing wrong with that specifically it's just all the context kind of around it and that's where your mind went in this situation too like what he's saying here isn't that bad when you're just looking at it in and of itself but when you're thinking about it in terms of the like the policies that he had already been talking about like you just view this in the context of that and it's a completely different talking point yeah right Hmm. Hmm. uh on the wakanda management model a lot of africans do not like the movie black panther and representation of themselves in dot 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 wakanda i don't know if that's kanye pausing or if that's them editing out things that Mm -hmm. he said Hmm. Uh, but i'm going to use the framework of wakanda right now because it's the best explanation of what our design group is going to feel like in the white house dot 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 that is a positive idea you got kanye west one of the most powerful humans i'm not saying the most because you got a lot of alien level superpowers and it's only collectively that we can set it free um That's why I thought he was going to say, like, the alien party, you know? Yeah, he's really on that kick. Uh, Let's get back to Wakanda, dot, dot, dot. Like in the movie in Wakanda, when the king went to visit that lead scientist to have the shoes wrap around her shoes. I feel like that has to be, like, they edited something out, right? He, gosh, yeah. There's even more space between each of the dots of the ellipses. So, like, does that indicate something? I don't know. 
is that just formatting? Like, because there's sometimes in Google Drive or even in Birdie, as Travis and I both write for Forbes in the Birdie backend, where it'll sometimes elongate spacing to fit a line. Mm -hmm. Like, is that that? Or does that, like, symbolize, oh, the other ones were just pauses, but this one is an actual, like, jump in the quote. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. It's not AP style, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Uh, but let's get back to wakanda like in the movie in wakanda when the king went to visit that lead scientist to have the shoes wrap around her shoes just the moment of innovation that can happen the amount of innovation in medicine like big pharma we're going to work innovate together this is not going to be some nipsey hustle being murdered they're doing a documentary we have so many soldiers that die for our freedom our freedom of information that there is a cure for aids out there there is going to be a mix of big pharma and holistic It's a lot to unpack there. Absolutely a lot to unpack. Um, which just overall, I think it's mentioning Wakanda is going to be something where some people roll their eyes, but I think like with the policy design discussion, it's one of those things that gets back to Kanye takes inspiration from Wakanda and the idea of Wakanda. So he is going to use that as kind of this mental model that excites him but the reality of how he would go about it would be something that probably more people would get on board with he just likes to frame it in a way that people can relate to and think about and something that's fun and exciting for him so i don't think it's necessarily silly to make that connection especially with how advanced wakanda was and it was presented as kind of this utopia of science and civilization it would be great if we could bring any of those ideals to the forefront especially focusing on science though um it does talk (laughs) about it's going to be a mix of big pharma and holistic which i can already see that like some people being like yeah that makes sense to me or other people being like the word holistic rings some alarm bells Mm mm-hmm I guess I, in general, you know, God forbid in a, a world where Connie becomes president, I would see this as kind of a strength of his to, and again, I agree, people would roll their eyes probably, but ultimately the fact that he can like take this movie, which is like the seventh highest grossing movie ever, like a movie everybody's seen and, and, and not, and use it as like this, as a design, as a model for what he wants to do, and in terms of like describing it to people and getting people on board and just putting them in the right mindset for what he means, like that's kind of cool, yeah, right. Um, though, and I like the idea of innovation, and we do need to innovate like stagnant areas. I think I had said that earlier, like, there's so many aspects of America that have stagnated that Kanye coming in with the innovation and innovation mindset that he would have mm-hmm. is exciting. I do think we need somebody with that vision. Um, yeah. Uh, the last part of it, I don't, I'm not sure where the Nipsey hustle murder comes in, I guess because Nipsey was trying to change things and he ended up getting killed. Um, I don't know if that's like the intention behind that. And then going from that to soldiers that die for our freedom and then into freedom of information, cure for AIDS. Eh. It kind of just seems like he was running through a lot of things he wants to focus on. Yeah, right. I mean, he has that style anyway of going uh, kind of hyperlink. Like this thing leads to this thing leads to this thing. Yeah. 
on prayer in schools. Uh, I got to say, for most of the interview, I was kind of like, uh, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. But this is really where it kind of like tilted for me, mm-hmm. um, just in terms of like my thoughts on Kanye's presidency. <laughs> yeah. um, on prayers in schools, reinstate in God's states, in God's country, the fear and love of God in all schools and organizations, and you chill the fear and love of everything else. So that was a plan by the devil to have our kids committing suicide at an all-time high by removing God, to have murders in Chicago at an all-time high because the human beings working for the devil removed God and prayer from the schools. That means more drugs, more murders, more suicide. Yeah, that's... uh... I'm with you, Chris. That one kind of hurts. I mean, I don't even know how to really respond to it. Like, it's tough enough reading it. I can only imagine if, like, Connie was standing in front of me saying that, like, just how much my energy would drop. <laughs> I Like, there's so many reasons that all those things happen. And trying to boil it down to something that's simple and, in my mind, like, not related at all. Like, I guess I don't even know what to say to something like that. Yeah. I mean, I completely understand the personal notion that if people had more faith in their lives, then it might prevent them from like these tragedies from happening. But it's another thing to force like a specific faith on people yes. uh, in those circumstances. So like I can sympathize with the view that like I would like to help people find something that keeps them from suicide or keeps from murder in Chicago that's a point that I can get behind completely different to just say like it has to be the Christian God in school. Uh, right. And it's been the devil removing him from school because at that point you then start labeling anybody that's outside of that Christian purview of the world as working for the devil, which is again, very antagonizing and makes her an us versus them and makes it easy to be like, well, they work for the devil. So it doesn't matter if I exercise them. Not that Kanye would reach that point of like <laughs> right. of violence against these people, but it allows for that mindset to flourish in others that might think like I'm doing like God's work by getting rid of devils. Uh, it's just a very slippery slope when you start uh, labeling yeah. people that way. And, and I agree with all of that. It, it, and I, and I agree. It's totally antagonizing and divisive, but I think more than anything for me, like knowing Kanye and how much he inspires me and how uh, thoughtful and intellectual and just like creative he is. Like, it just seems like a really banal take because, you know, in my mind, again, I'm not religious. So I view God as this thing that inspires you, that drives you to be better. And you can see God at whatever you see it in, whether it's like a mountain range or a beautiful movie or a Kanye West album, like whatever, drives you to be that person like that's the power of god like that's what we're all chasing so and you're right to boil it down to just this one thing and if you're not this you're that that's not what Kanye's all about like what is that shit yeah yeah it's uh it feels just a very different energy it, it, especially for like you and i like we're, we're not religious and i guess just reading something like this from Kanye, like you feel other like you feel on the outside you you feel like what Kanye's always fought against it's it's a big bummer as a Kanye fan 
I guess that's the weird thing too, because like Kanye has always fought against labels and even right now continues to fight against labels. Like I don't have to be a Democrat because of this. Like you can't tell me who to vote for. You can't tell me what to be. But then if I agree that you shouldn't force kids to have God in school, am I labeled a devil then? Like, is it just another form of monolithic thought that I'm now being forced into? Yeah. Hmm. Sad stuff. Yeah. Uh, on taxes, I haven't, so this is one of the things, I know there might be some people that, especially how we've talked about policy and like Kanye instituting like Christian policy that might be thinking like, well, he may not do that. But this was a section where I was just like, oh, maybe he would do that. Uh, (laughs) I haven't done enough research on that yet. I will research that with the strongest experts that serve God and come back with the best solution. And that will be my answer for anything that I haven't researched. I have the earplug in and I'm going to use that earplug, which on the one hand, that's typically historically, this is the answer that I thought would make Kanye uh, an interesting presidential candidate in that we've talked before about how Mm -hmm. much he works with other people and looks to experts for advice and is willing to, seed power and control and direction to those people because he respects their expertise. And I think a leader that can do that is powerful and someone that we've kind of been missing for a while. I mean, even Obama could get around some of the, the roadblocks that were in his way. It would be nice to have somebody that just, I don't know, was energizing us forward in all these different areas and i don't know if kanye could do that but i feel like he would have the approach that could do that Mm. um but then here he is taking that thing and limiting it only to christians so the only people he'll listen to on the matter of taxes are experts that serve god so yeah I mean, yeah, you have to say more than that. It's it's just inherently problematic. And I mean, yeah, we've said it like a billion times in this interview. He's, he's trying to institute policy, even if he doesn't want to call it policy, that we all have to follow that's based in a religion that I don't follow. Like, it's just inherently a problem. Yep, yep, yep. Like, what happens when it comes to him looking at mental health care and he's talking with experts that serve God? Are they going to take a much more scientific, like based approach to mental health, or are they going to take one that's derived in uh, Christian teachings and faith? And what does that look like? I'm sure there are people. I know there are people that balance their faith in science and faith in professionalism in a way that is like great and amazing and does it affect others in the least? I feel like most of the people I've ever worked with and respected uh, have more faith in their religion than I do, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I admire their work. But I think at the same time, when you start to only look to those people for things, it can be problematic. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. And what happens when you look to that team for issues that affect women, affect homosexuals, transgender? Like, it's... That's a slippery slope, man. Yep. Very, very much so. Very, very much so. Uh, on China... When I become president, let me make some promises. The NBA will open all the way back up from Nigeria to Nanchang, and the world will see the greatest athletes play. The world will experience the change in their element. The money is going to come back. I love China. I love China. It's not China's fault, that disease. It's not the Chinese people's fault. They're God's people also. I love China. It changed my life. It changed my perspective. It gave me such a wide perspective. My mom, as an English professor, taught English in China when I was in fifth grade. Oh, that is a, a welcome approach to China. I will give him that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and yeah, Kanye's mom, there are photos of him in China when he was a kid. And I think he was there for a year. And it was a very impactful experience for him just in terms of understanding the larger world and uh, seeing something outside of Chicago and encountering a different language and different cultures. Uh, every time I've heard him talk about China and his experience there, it's been very positive and glowing. I think the NBA thing refers to the fact that before the 2019 season, Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Houston Rockets, tweeted fight for freedom stand with hong kong as hong kong has been in uh, a huge revolt against policies that were enacted by mainland china uh, because hong kong has had kind of its own uh, governments and has kind of been a little bit more neutral despite still being part of china uh, which is why most american businesses that do business with china end up going through hong kong there's all this stuff that makes it kind of a very delicate situation. Um, so when Maury sided with Hong Kong, uh, shit kind of hit the fan. And NBA, China stopped allowing the NBA to be shown uh, <laughs> in its country and was going to pull all this money from it. Uh, and it makes up like a sizable amount of money for basketball players. And there was this big divide between our players going to stand with Hong Kong and the shit that's going on there when they want people to stand with them uh, and the things that they think are wrong in America. And is there that solidarity or is it a situation where because it can affect the money? There was a lot of criticism of LeBron James kind of chastising Daryl Morey. Um, it was an interesting way to start the NBA season. So I think Kanye is probably referring to that. Mm -hmm. I will say just... This whole answer about China um, is another big stressor I have with Kanye, because while on the surface it's it's nice, you know, I love China. Like that was a huge reason. Like I've been so inspired by Kanye lately. You know, he's trying to squash all the beef he had of people. He's just trying to be positive. He wants to work with everyone. Like there's something so loving and inviting about that attitude and the idea of a of him being a politician and applying that, you know, on a wider scale, like that's really attractive at the same time. He's very negative about a lot of people, you know, like specifically Democrats, like he's, he keeps grouping people into camps. And so like language like this about China just makes me again, just kind of 
disappoints me because it, it feels like there's no nuance to every, anything. Like everything's extreme. Like I love these people. These people are my enemy. Like he looks at Democrats and the box they put him in. Like, yeah, like that's not good. But at the same time, like he's not willing to look at China and like all the terrible things China's done to its people. Like I just, I, again, like if it's just Kanye and it's just his opinions, that's one thing. But like as the leader of the free world, like, I think I would just ask for a little more nuance to his views. Yeah. I mean, that would be ideal, right? Because I feel like we currently have somebody in office that lacks that nuance and it's exhausting. Yes. I would not want that again. <laughs> no. Ugh. Um, but that's a, I think that's a great point that's kind of emerging to both of us here is how much labeling is being done by somebody that's very much against labels. <laughs> yeah. On capital punishment, thou shall not kill. I'm against the death penalty. Um, we agree yeah. on something. Yeah. I, I think that death penalty has been a complicated subject for a long time. Um, I do think there are probably more defensible uses of it than others. Like somebody like Jeffrey Dahmer, if you were to tell me he killed 20 people, was a cannibal, like rapist, and was getting the death penalty, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, as opposed to like a guy was 17 and in a carjacking and shot an old woman, and now he's going to get the death penalty. Like, that I find way less defensible, especially you have times where the death penalty, like, well, DNA said he didn't do it, but eh, I'm going to kill him anyway. Like, that happens way too often. So, yeah, definitely against, like, how it's currently enacted. Yeah. I mean, it's a nuanced issue, but I'm definitely just against it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, too. <laughs> um on police killings, one of my to-do lists is to end police brutality. The police are people, too, to end laws that don't make sense. Like in the George Floyd case, there was a black guy that went to jail, and it was his first day on the force. So if it's your first day on the force, and it's your training day, and this OG accredited cop with 18 violations already starts filing out, are you going to jump in front of that person and lose your job that same day? especially in this climate when 40,000 people lost their jobs. This man was put in a position where, and also he probably didn't realize that the cop was going to take it that far. He probably was so scared in shocked, paralyzed like so many black people. I'm one of the few black people that would speak openly like this. Yeah. I guess this is another case where like, I want to scream at Kanye and say like, that's not a policy. Like when we're looking at the wide case of police brutality and whether or not we defund police and how we fix all the problems that are going with the police force like you noting this one little story doesn't really help in terms <laughs> of like design like okay like it's a good i understand what he's getting at and like this is like he's trying to think of like the model that could but i mean ultimately like this isn't an answer this isn't policy like this isn't something anybody can really latch onto to like be excited about and vote for him for. Yeah. I, it's definitely like a rough concept and I guess it doesn't even address really police brutality. It addresses more just like mm -hmm. police accountability. 
and looking at the unfair treatments or his view unfair treatments of an officer that was involved in like the George Floyd murder. And Mm -hmm. I do think he's right in saying he's one of the few black people that speak openly like this. And this is taking nuance to the topic, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like instead of lumping everybody in, look at this guy's specific situation. It's just of all the places to go with the conversation of police brutality. Why to this point? And why, why is this the thing that like jumps out to you? Is it just because oh, I guess I could see it because it's the black cop getting imprisoned and judged this harshly for something. And maybe there's a, a desire for some leniency there, but it just it feels very pointed. And not relevant to the larger discussion as a whole right now, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, hit the nail on that. Hmm. Uh, on his other priorities, clean up the chemicals. In our deodorant, in our toothpaste, there are chemicals that affect our ability to be of service to God. (laughs) The title of this section should have been On Chemicals. (laughs) Right. I feel like On His Other Priorities is kind of like a a backhanded. (laughs) I guess like maybe maybe he asked the question, what are your other priorities? And that's all Kanye said. Oh, yeah, that's actually very true. (laughs) Which I Um, could see happening. And this is something that actually I feel like people agree with because I mentioned this on Twitter and people are like, have you looked into it? And I remember when I was in high school, we had two gym teachers, uh, like a guy and a girl. And the woman, Mrs. Lauer, I think her name was, at one point gave us this big like life lesson class. So we just had to sit on the floor And she started telling us all these things that we needed to know for our health and safety. Um, Like 20 minutes of which was like how to escape or deal with like dangerous situations. So like putting your keys in between your fist or if you're walking at night and see somebody on the road that you don't trust, like you should cross the streets, like stuff like that. Like, and we're 16 year olds, 17 year olds. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of them was that deodorant was bad for you, that there are chemicals in antiperspirant deodorant specifically that lock in uh, chemicals in your body instead of allowing them to escape, and that causes cancer. But she said the same thing with black socks, that you should only wear white socks because socks with like a certain chemical dye will also give you cancer, and also hot dogs will give you cancer. Uh uh-huh. I, I have to say I'm new to this conversation, so I don't have much to add. Yeah. Um I think the deodorant one covered you can't get certain chemicals out of your body or certain things that your body would be expelling, so they're trapped. And then toothpaste, somebody pointed out that apparently fluoride in toothpaste can mm-hmm. cause a calcification of the pineal gland. I'm amazed that i just remembered that and the pineal gland is associated with melatonin and melatonin production which is associated with sleep and like uh, circadian rhythm so the more calcification that there is the more it offsets your melatonin which can cause issues with sleep and all kinds of mental health stuff 
I how you're going to be head found- of the chemical committee for Kanye's <laughs> cabinet, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I don't know how much we should buy into that, not buy into that. Uh, but Kanye is definitely buying into that. Mm. I hope you're on about the hot dog thing, right? By the way, because a lot of businesses in Chicago are going to go out of business if that's true. It's the nitrates, apparently. Mm. It's not all the different animal parts in there. <laughs> that could have something to do with it, but it's, I guess uh, <laughs> apparently it's high in nitrates, and nitrates have been linked to cancer-causing agents. That's fantastic. Yeah. Though I say that, but I, I don't know how scientific that is versus how like Facebook mom that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on his campaign slogan. Well, my second album is called Late Registration. <laughs> uh, I got a rap. I assume he, he stole the tweet for that joke. Right? Because people were talking about that. Yeah, I just remember you tweeted somebody's somebody mentioned that and I got a bunch of likes and everything. Yeah. I'm trying to think if it was, uh, sheesh or all of hip hop or like excite bike. Oh, <laughs> or like yeah, Charlie. Of whoever has excite bike as their handle. <laughs> Might've been Charlie heat. Uh, I can't remember, but I think it was Charlie heat. It was Charlie heat. Wasn't it? sorry if it wasn't we're trying to give you credit (laughs) we're trying our best he says i got a rap dot 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 which again is that them taking out uh the other thing is my campaign is kanye west yes not yep not yeah yes 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 dot 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 when i'm president let's also have some fun let's get past all the racism conversation let's empower people with 40 acres and a mule let's give some land that's the plan Hmm. Uh, I guess that's not like new rhetoric from him, like getting past the racism conversation. Like he keeps saying, like, there's no longer racism, there's classism. Yeah. Still, again, I would love for him to have this conversation with a black person because I, I, I think there's there's just a ton of nuance there that that's not being gotten into. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like challenging rather than just, I don't know. What's the deeper perspective on it? What's the, like the next level of thought behind this that we don't get to hear because he's not being asked the question. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw people online that were really upset about let's get past all the racism. And I've seen people that say like, no, this is like actually helpful, like both sides, which right. I I don't have a personal stance on it so much as like I'm curious about the points that others have on it. Uh, um, but I do think the idea of like let's empower people and let's give them land and like let's help people have more than just stuff is actually very good. Yeah, yeah, totally with them on that. One second. Sorry.
Okay. Archer started chewing on something that he should have. Mm. It's a dark pa- stew. Packing material. Um. All right. Well, that's the whole interview, start to finish. We did it, and uh, <laughs> it took just as long as I thought it would. Yeah, I mean, there's so much there, and I think overall, like, it's one of those things where tone won't make up, or like language won't make up for a lot of the stances that I think we disagree with, which I think it did in 2018. Like, the stances were to me then at least a little bit more understandable from where he was coming from and the language was a bit more of the problem but here it's just yeah 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 well chris i gotta say it's gonna be a busy time for us between now and november whenever the election is yeah seeing uh how kanye maneuvers from this interview how much he dives into the campaign what he says and does we'll be covering it all in detail (laughs) so you can trust that and uh hopefully talking about music at some point yeah um and the music will be interesting like this interview i don't know how much how much of this will inform the music or how much of this like points to what the music might be talking about like you look at wash us in the blood and I feel like that's such a cool song and right. that it is disconnected in ways from things that he said in this interview. But I do wonder if the rest of the album could be way more pointed and political, almost like the, I know the verse on ego death was written a couple of years ago, but is it going to be getting more into that political scape the way that the verse on ego death did? Time will tell. Time will tell indeed. <laughs> And it'll move slowly as it tells it, and it'll be painful. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts? Uh, no. Um, I, I guess I do want to reiterate that, like, we are going to get back to music eventually. I mean, it is what it is. Kanye is not making music right now. He's running for president. Hopefully we get music, but um, I, I don't know. I just hope we can. We are a lyrical analysis of Kanye West, and I want to keep it that way as much as I can. <laughs> Yeah, well, we don't always get what we want. (laughs) Yeah, and we don't always get what we need. Uh, That's true. That's true. Well, until next time, I'm tired. You're tired. (laughs) (laughs) That's the new outro for us. Yeah, right. (laughs) We got to keep some positive energy going. Yeah, okay. Well, well, then if we're going to keep it positive, stay wavy. And loopy. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.